0: Welcome to the Everyday Marketer podcast where we believe the key to great marketing isn't big budgets and confusing strategies. On this podcast, we give you practical solutions you can implement to grow your brand every single day. Hey, friends, and welcome back to our last podcast of the year. Jonathan, how are you, man?
1: Doing pretty good. I, it's I think good is relative from the season. I feel like we we finally made it to the end of the year. Um, for me personally, I feel like this has been the absolute longest year and the shortest year at the exact same time. If that makes sense,
0: um, for me, it just feels crazy long. It feels like <laughs> seven years ago that we uh, marched into last year. Like it's unbelievable what we've been through. Uh, tell me about that short part of the year as well cuz that's probably the first time that I've heard that.
1: I mean, so I guess it's the tension I've been living in is that the year in itself has it seemed incredibly long. I mean, it seems like a year of Sundays ago we were in, you know, the planning phase of launching this podcast. Then we launched it, but then when you get down into the weeds because we've kind of come out of the lockdowns and everything and now we're kind of back in them, the day-to-days seem like really quick. So for me, the day-to-day and the week-to-week seem like it just goes by and almost like I can't get enough done because I'm trying to stay busy. But yet when you zoom out and look back, it seems like when was January 1st of 2020? Like how far long ago was it?
0: Sure. I mean, we've talked (laughs) about this word before, but disorienting, it's hard to place time right now. It's hard to say, man, uh, in some ways, I think you're right. I mean, we've had to push so hard, I think, to innovate, adapt. Obviously, the word of 2020 is pivot, pivot. Nobody used that word, then everyone's using that word and overusing the word. But we've we've all had to change so much that it feels like there's a ton to do every week. But I mean, even the holiday season feels strange. How was your Christmas? And everyone's like, well, you know, it was strange. So we hope listening that you guys are well, maybe good uh, relative to this year. Um, one of my concerns, we'll talk a little bit about this today, but one of my concerns is that 2020 is the rebound or 2021 is the rebound relationship. Like 2020 broke our hearts. It was hard. And just naturally, by moving over the line of January 1st, everything's going to get better. And of course, we know that that's not true. I think some things are going to be really hard. Businesses, nonprofits, content creators, I think there are some huge challenges. But of course, there are some huge uh, opportunities this year. And we want to talk and kind of look ahead about that. Um, I will say I think we're gonna have to make a lot of hard changes and decisions um, to our businesses to our nonprofits, to our ministries this year. Um, And so the name of the game, I think, is going to be elimination. So we will get to that, but we can't go on living the same as we did in a pre-COVID world back in Aught 19. Remember, we used to do that. Like, it feels so long ago. So I'm excited. Way back in
1: the day when we used to gather around a table at a restaurant. Like, Remember, we used to
0: hug each other? Yeah. I know. Remember, we used to go to eat with people? Yeah. Remember, I mean, all those things, it just feels such a weird, weird season. So I'm excited for 2021. Don't get me wrong.
1: I'm really excited for 2021. But I think that brings in some caution too, because I would say that it's never been more important. This year, as we close out 2020, it has never been more important for anyone who's in any sort of leadership and um, space to zoom out and look back because we can't go into 2021 with the mindset of, man, 2020 sucked.
0: Yeah. And okay, so let's let's talk about tension. It's the tension of saying it was hard and we need to grieve it. We need to look back and realize some significant things happen. My personality type, I want to skip over things and go, that wasn't that bad. We pushed on. The problem is there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety that comes with that. Obviously, unrealized grief is going to come out somewhere. But I think we also can get stuck in that mentality. If we say 2020 sucked, The reality is, you grew a lot this year. Reality is, you changed. um, You tried some things that you wouldn't have. Some of them probably succeeded. Maybe bottom line, you didn't hit what you did last year. Some of you hit more in the bottom line because you were well positioned for this change. Some of you, it forced you to make make changes faster. So let's just be honest about those things that were good. They were hard. And let's treat 2021 like a new opportunity, but not a rebound in that. So I think the name of the game today is tension. Um, and actually our marketing message that we're going to analyze today is connected to that. So uh, what marketing message do we have today that we're going to like pick apart?
1: It's been a tough year.
0: Like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> what, uh, what's the the context that you feel like people are using this phrase in
1: one and to be very relational. So whenever you're trying to connect with someone, you're trying to reach outward with your communication. So really I look at marketing as there's two types of messaging. There's outward messaging to reach people that don't know you to then bring them into a community. So this year, the common ground that anyone can connect with anyone on another side of a screen or in a business is, man, it has been a tough year. Yeah, and totally. And that has, that has gone a long way in helping people cultivate relationships or to establish some sort of trust. But at some point, it's going to have hit a shelf life.
0: Yes. So okay, great connection point. And I think it's starting to wane. Obviously, when you get into 2021, I think it's fair um, to say, let's leave that in 2020. Like this is probably the last few days, if you're listening to this before the new year, that you can use that to acknowledge, find some common ground. I think it's good for conversation. But if we keep dragging it out, like last year was a tough year, wasn't it? it feels a little bit desperate. So I would say I've used some of that in messaging just to say, I get it. I've had a hard year as well. I'm not on a high and mighty ivory tower somewhere. I've been hit by the same things that you have. I think it's important for our customers or those we're creating rapport with, we're creating content for. I think it's important to say, I'm in the trenches too. Yes, let's just acknowledge it's been hard. The question is, are we going to give people hope? Are we going to give people opportunity in the midst of that? I think it's an unfair thing to sort of deal with the negative and just live in the pain point without saying, but there is opportunity on the other side. So I may acknowledge where people are at. It's been hard and take them to the next place. But I also feel like you know, maybe you're saying this, it's it's kind of getting overdone a little bit. What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I would say for me, it's quickly moving into the transactional space. So before it was a man, we're here on, we're on a level playing field everyone's feeling the same tension these are common pain points that anyone can adapt into any any aspect of their their niche whether you're you know business nonprofit or you're in a ministry space but we're moving out of that into the transactional phase where when we get into 2021 and you're looking to be creative and meaningful with your messaging and and your marketing strategies that's going to then become the transactional like hook and sinker which moves into the What are you leading me into? What's the bait and switch behind it?
0: It's been a tough year. So you need to buy a car. So I think we could easily um, message at people. It's been a tough year. So fill this void, make a bad decision with your money, those kind of things. Um, And I think the question is how do we come out of that? It's been a tough year. Set yourself up for traction this next year, set yourself up for good decisions this year, set yourself up, To live a healthy life this year, set yourself up in a way. That's what I can get behind. But if we're saying it's been a tough year, try to move on. Make some dumb purchase. Of course not. I think a lot of people, especially kind of in the self help space, um, we uh, as well in the stay forth side of things, we help leaders get healthy. So it's helpful to acknowledge that. But man, like you said, I think we could take it overboard. It could be transactional. We could actually, instead of utilizing that for common ground, I think we could try to use people in that and just try to overplay that. So uh, I don't know about you, but I'm looking for hope. I'm looking to follow people who have hope and who see opportunity and can acknowledge the hard realities, but are going to take us somewhere, not just live in the hard realities and try to sell me something. So I think that's what you're saying. And I think it's why we get along so well It's we got to acknowledge this has been hard, but what's our next step? How are we going to respond? How are we going to pivot? What's our next aim? Those kind of things. So Um, yeah, man. I, I think that, uh, it's fair to use, but only for a couple more days and for common ground relationally continue to use it. I know it's been a hard season for you You can continue to use that. But, uh, I found that people don't just want to talk about COVID and how hard it's been. People want to start there and we're heading here and we're heading to the next place. And here's what you can do about it. What's your, and what's your, but where are you taking people would be my question.
1: That's what I would say. What is the but? 2020 was a hard year, but like you said, you were forced to grow in many different directions. You were forced to pivot, adapt and change. You tried new things that you hadn't done before in order to take your why, which hadn't really changed and behind your what and your how and how you deliver it. So when you zoom out and as we, as we segue into you know the, the meat potato of today's conversation, now's the important time to focus in on the but. 2020 was hard, but I did all of these things. I'm going to celebrate them. And this is how I'm going to change into 2021 so that I can continue to make an impact in the digital space, to meet new people, to build new relationships, and to grow my brand, as we say, every single day. So,
0: man, I, I think a lot of businesses content creators, nonprofits, ministries got left behind in 2020. Mm -hmm. If you did not put in the hard work, if you took it like a sabbatical or a vacation, um, then I think your customer base just didn't keep up with you. The people that you were literally helping, you never had a greater opportunity to help them with the unsurety, the complexity of life than you did. And so I don't wanna say it's over for you, but I'm gonna say if you haven't been communicating well, then you've got a lot of ground to make up uh, and really what I want to talk about today kind of pushes more into the leadership lane, um, which is really important. So if you are a content creator, if you're a business leader, non leader, you are a leader. Don't forget that. You're not just a communicator. You are a leader and people want to know where are you going. Uh, and one of the most important things that I think we forget on a regular basis is that each year we can't just start with what we want to add. We actually have to start with what we want to take away. So this has been called pruning before. I'm going to use a bad word, elimination. So what are you going to eliminate so that you can invest in other things? We have limited time, limited energy. Uh, Some of you are really tired and kind of limping into this break and limping into this year. I believe this is going to be the year where less is more. And we're really going to have to double down on that. Um, I think some things we fight against, Jonathan, I'd love to get your perspective on this too we we live in an excess culture where we believe more is more, but we can only do so many things well. Um, where do you see uh, businesses, nonprofits, ministries make the mistake of trying to do too many things?
1: First of all, we've had to do a lot more this year. Um, we've had to, to take on more just to survive.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so now, because we live in an excess culture, we live in an abundance culture where, where we go in a quantity versus quality mindset. When we shift into this new year very quickly, we're going to have to shed some of that excess in order to get back to, okay, what is my sweet spot? You'll hear us talk about it on the podcast. What is my marketing sweet spot? Where's the lane that I'm supposed to be in that may have shifted some this year. So you're going to have to identify what that looks like and lop off some of the excess. I've, I've consulted with numerous people recently that have, that we've had to go through this whole thing. Like what is kind of working and what's really working. And just because you have four or five things that kind of work and a couple of things that are working really well, those kind of working things need to go back over to the exploratory side of things. You've got to shift some of that load so that you can continue making headway.
0: The reality is that wise leaders don't decide between good and bad, but between good and best. Mm -hmm. And if there was ever a year to say, there's two columns, this is good. And these few things are best. You can't have 27 things that are best, by the way, just a few things you say, this is our zone. And sometimes there's the curse of good, where a lot of things work well, just well enough. These things are doing pretty well. These things are doing pretty well. When you fail, rejoice because you've just realized something that's easy to eliminate. Yep. Didn't work. You and I have made, I I would look back and say probably five significant pivots this past year based on things that were working before. And have just kind of either dried up or we just didn't see doing it that way. Some of them we changed how we did it. And I think Mm -hmm. have been more effective. Um, others we just stopped doing, or we realized this was a great dream. Maybe this was something for a time, but if you're listening to this, you have ideas. You are a dreamer. You're a visionary. You're a strategist, maybe even that's great, but you are going to have to eliminate. And there's three ways to to think about elimination. Uh, The first one is just eliminate it. Get rid of it. We've talked about this before on the podcast, just overall, um, that was for another time. And we're not going to do that anymore. The second one is to delegate. Maybe there's somebody else on your team who can do that and can do that better. And it can go off of your plate, not dumping by the way, but delegating. And then the last one is automate. There's a lot of great technology to do things um, that you previously could do. Technology continues to get better and fix pain points. Maybe you can pay a few bucks, automate something that you are currently doing um, that was just manual, was taking some of your best time and energy. So those are three ways to think about it. Uh, Pruning is another one. So if you're thinking about cultivating what's in the soil, you may throw five seeds in there. Um, sow a variety of seeds. Uh, It says in Proverbs, you sow those seeds and you realize some of them just uh, are choking the other ones out. If all five are starting to grow, you're going to have to eliminate three of those, maybe even four of those so that that one can get all the nutrients in the soil and get the appropriate water. If all five continue to grow, they choke each other out and eventually they're going to grow and and stop growing and limit that. So I think that's the danger this year um, is throwing everything in the ground, continuing with everything. And then suddenly you have no energy left to, to pursue those other things. So as you create goals, hopefully you already have so far, ask, what have I eliminated last year? The pathway to success next year, I believe is elimination, eliminating most of the things on your plate so you can continue to do a few things. Jonathan, any more thoughts on that?
1: One, you hit the challenge right on the spot. It's, it's the challenge with needing to eliminate and identifying what elimination is. But, but I would just say this, a lot of it's a stewardship. It's a stewardship principle and stewardship issue, especially when it comes to delegating. So delegating can look like automating. Maybe you're wondering, you know, how am I going to communicate with all these people that now know that I exist in the digital space this year? That delegation may look like automating it and saying, okay, you know what, instead of doing this every single day, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to take one hour a week, and I'm going to write all of my posts for the week, and I'm going to let them go. Because what you've done is you've eliminated that in the moment reactionary posture from your weekly rhythm to where now you've gained that time back to go and do something else to give your best to somebody else. And that's stewardship. I mean, sometimes the best stewardship looks like letting go of something so that someone or some process can do it better than you can.
0: Yeah. We just hate that. Um, In the Western culture, I believe what's below this conversation, Jonathan, are limits. Mm -hmm. We all have limits or limitations. And if we don't put up self limits, then eventually we'll hit the edge of burnout, which I'm so passionate about leaders staying healthy. We'll hit the edge of our effectiveness, which looks like us doing everything at kind of a C plus average. It's probably not going to be an F by the way. You're probably, you're a high capacity leader. You're going to be able to do it just well enough to sneak by But be honest with yourself. Take a self-assessment. Have you had any creative ideas recently? Have you said no to anything? Have you had a a spark and then carried it on? Is there true joy in your life? If the answer to any of those is no, then the reality is you're probably muting your creativity a little bit. And that comes from its roots versus fruits. If the roots in your life are not healthy, eventually the fruits just kind of shrivel up and just not be what it was. Uh, this break, by the way, if you're listening to this before the new year, you got a few more days, you need to be as rested, as healthy, as grounded as you possibly can be going into the new year. And I'm crazy passionate about that because we want you guys to win. But the reality is if you're just limping into this year, if you're exhausted, if you haven't grieved the things looking back, if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a goal, if you have too many goals for the next year, It's just going to be ugly in 2021. And so not trying to be negative, just want to be realistic. So that's the challenge. Uh, What's the opportunity on the other side of this, Jonathan?
1: I would say, one, your creativity and your efficiency, will go through the roof. You'll find that if you really hone in on the lanes that you're supposed to be navigating in in 2021, your ability to do the things that matter most are going to go through the roof, which is why I really love the 90-10 principle. And we'll talk about that more in another episode in depth. But essentially, the 90-10 principle is is that you should spend 90% of your energy doing the things that work really well and the things that are currently working really well. That residual is left for exploratory. And so by eliminating and delegating, you're now going to move into a space where you, you know, like what works, and there's going to be freedom in knowing like, okay, these are my boundaries. I'm going to live right here. And this is where I'm going to go. And I'm not going to spend all of my time doing the next thing or doing things just because, just because they're there. And I feel like I have to do it. I can release some of that to say, no, not right now and then really map out the year and pursue it based on how how I'm my own marching order, so to speak.
0: Yeah, that's good. I'm going to say that the opportunity is twofold. There's an internal opportunity, which is fulfillment. It is fulfilling to do a few things and to do them well. And to eliminate other things is hard at first, but almost always then it's relieving and you go, Mm -hmm. ah, that, that was okay. But once you've closed the door on something, it's really exciting to put a lot of eggs in that basket, and just say this is something I'm deeply going to invest in. Like that's just fulfilling. That's that's how we're built is to invest deeply in things. So that's the yeah. internal.
1: Go ahead. I would say to get really practical, the the deeply fulfilling part. I mean, from a content side of things, say you you've decided, man, this year we've because of last year we've moved into a really cool space, and we've now we have some influence that we want to steward, and I'm really want to pursue this type of content this year, whether it's in you know, email, whether it, cause emails don't suck, you know, good emails are great. Um, writing more, vlogging more, whatever that may be. If you eliminate space and create space for that, your quality of that content is going to go up to the roof because you've given yourself more capacity to do what you want to invest in and what you're deeply passionate about. And so I would encourage each and every one of you listen to identify those things, because when you create more space, your passion will increase and the quality of what you deliver will increase and the receptivity of the people who are seeing it and watching it will go through the roof too, because they can pick up when things just aren't right.
0: Yeah, that's the external, the the internal of fulfillment, uh, creativity, innovation, even just energy. When you have enough energy, then suddenly the external opportunity is impact that mm-hmm. you are going to see an impact on the other side of it. And again, maybe it's a smaller impact than you want, but people are going to be drawn to someone who is healthy, someone who's creative, someone who keeps showing up. And if you're tired and it's not good, or you just stop showing up in the process, if you promise a weekly email, send a weekly email that's incredible. Mm -hmm. And whether it is four people opening it up or 404 or 4,004, make sure you send it to people to say, if I were opening up this email, what is an email that I would absolutely want to take five to 10, 15 minutes to read. And if you're not, then you need to reevaluate that and say, then why am I sending this email? You and I've talked before, please don't send emails that suck. I mean, people are fighting through the noise. Stop sending a newsletter. Hey, this is just what's happening. Get creative with that. And I've talked about this before, but I personally send out something to leaders that I think are making change in the world. And, um, It's very important to me. It's every other week. And I just share, here's what I'm doing. And here's what I'm learning. Because those are the two biggest questions people ask me. As someone who's innovating, kind of looking ahead, future focused, Alan, what are you learning? Like kind of what podcasts are you listening to? Anything you're listening to on Audible? Who are you learning from in terms of leaders? Uh, Documentaries you're watching? Anything can fit in that category. And then what are you doing? Uh, But I also share in hopes that you guys to learn from this. So people have said things like this all the time. Uh, I discovered that new book from you sending that change makers email. That makes my heart sing. Because something that already was happening in my own life, all I did was put it intentionally into an email structure. But I kept showing up I keep sending that and eventually, you're going to find raving fans out of that. So we could go for hours, Jonathan, uh, on this topic of making sure that everything you're doing passes from good to best and that you're doing that. If you're not eliminating anything from 2020, I don't think you're going to see any different results in 2021. What's the big takeaway that you want to lead people with?
1: It's eliminate, it's not just eliminating, but it's removing redundancy. And we've talked about that. And that's a big one. I mean, we can, we've gone through, they can't see it, but on the opposing wall from where you're sitting right now, there's, there, there's some butcher paper, uh, that, that shows things that, we discovered were redundant processes that didn't need to be there anymore that have allowed us to streamline, to push in and take next steps to gain more traction, to pursue, to increase reach and engagement and, you know, to be seen, known, and heard more. So I would say for me, the big takeaway is redundancy and don't be upset if it feels uncomfortable.
0: Take this away from this. If you do not eliminate then you will not see new successes and new victories in 2021. I mean, that's, I feel that strongly about it, that this year, 2020, yes, this dumpster fire of a year, it's been really hard for a lot of people. Like again, let's acknowledge it's been hard. Parts of 2020 have sucked. If you do not eliminate some of the things that you came into 2020 doing, because they were just legacy items, you have always done them this way the death, by the way, of any organization that just says that phrase. If you don't eliminate things, then you will not see new and fresh things grow. Guys, if you hear anything, hear that Jonathan and I, we are in your corner. We believe in you. We want your message to get out to the world. But if you are bogged down, if you are exhausted, if you are tired, if you're doing too many things, your message will get out to the world and it will be weak. We want your message to be strong, to be potent, to be clarified so that people understand what you're about and want to follow you. Guys, thanks so much for listening this year. It's been a joy. Thanks so much uh, for those of you who invited us into your marketing journey. If you want us to help you get your message out, we want to help you clarify it so you can take your next steps. Go ahead and contact us. We are looking forward to 2021, please hear that. There's a lot of hope. If you need help clarifying, Jonathan, I would love to do that. If you need help taking your message to the next level, formatting it, formulating uh, it, we would love uh, to help you in that. So Jonathan, why don't you send us out this last time out of the Everyday Marketer podcast, last one of 2020.
1: Last one of 2020. Thank goodness. I can't wait for 2021. Um, before we go, as Alan said, thankful for all of you guys listening and tracking along. Uh, do us a favor, share it, give us a rating and review. Also, if you have questions, many people have questions as we leave 2020. Where do I go with my business in 2021? What do I do? Leave a question. You can hit the link right in the show notes and record a message to us. We'll get it. We'll answer it. We'll reach back out. Follow along with us on social media, message us, send us an email we would love to help you get your message into more eyes, ears, and heart. So for the last time in 2020, thanks for tracking along. And we will see you right back here in 2021 for another episode of the Everyday Marketer Podcast.